0: Okay, stand by there, podcast. We're about ready to go live here on All Links. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on the most influential sports talk show in America or that's the way I see it or see this show becoming. Very long day. Personally, guys, didn't get every story I wanted to talk about today because my day job gets a little crazy, to say the least. Uh, driving all over the place for 12 hours, getting behind wrecks. Uh, super busy, really nuts. Plus, I had a cat I feed in my complex, and now we leave. I leave food out. And uh, with my neighbors, I say we because uh, forum forget to pick up the food. Now we have rodents like raccoons and possums. So I feel like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Anyways, on this ninth day of uh, November, I want to talk about Tennessee Titans crashing the big primetime event for the L.A. Rams. Uh, comment a little bit on this Aaron Rodgers fallout as it continues. Uh, the Raiders, the Raiders are turning, they're starting to look like the team before Gruden was hired, before Derek Carr was drafted. Uh, there's uh, total chaos going on up there. They've had to cut another first round pick. I'll get into that. But first, I, you know, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham is has a officially been released today he's he's officially made it through waivers for what I'm understanding and I'll say this that it's been trending all over Twitter uh, and other media links here that the Packers, the Packers OBj has prioritized Green Bay as his number one destination. According to the Schultz report, uh, that report is going on everywhere. Now, I'll say this. Aaron Rodgers, out Sunday, COVID stuff. Well, had COVID, and they go on the road with Jordan. Uh, Jordan Love there and only lose 13-7. to seven. And it wouldn't even have been 13 if the ball doesn't hit. They have a special teams blunder on a turnover there. Uh, you know, Kansas City looks to have some problems offensively. But this Green Bay team, you look at a way that they, other than week one, the way this team played against Arizona with all their injuries on their uh, at their wide receivers, they had – multiple receivers out, three of the top wide receivers out, uh, short week, uh, coordinator out. I mean, just looked. I looked at that to be another Arizona blowout. They go to Arizona short week, Thursday night, win in Arizona, and you've seen how well the defense played. Now, mind you, yes, Kansas City's struggling, but this team is really good. They're way better than I thought they would be. And now they're going to get David Bakhtiari back here, supposedly, in the next few weeks. Maybe he doesn't come back all the way, but it looks like they're not even having a problem with that. Rodgers will be back this week. Now, I think that Rodgers will be, Aaron will be, uh, if he plays, now he kind of hinted around, maybe he might not play with some more uh, protocols against Seattle. But if he plays, he'll be eligible Saturday. Uh, my guess is he'll have one or two bad He'll have uh, one or two bad series. And then I think he'll look like Aaron Rodgers again. But, uh, you know, this Odell Beckham thing, like I said the other day on my show, and I reiterated on the Mac and Jack show, and, of course, Jim Jeffcoat, former Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl champ, agreed with me. He needs Odell Beckham now as a free agent needs to be under a strong person, well-respected personality and quarterback and head coach to have his back, preferably both. But uh, that would be Tampa. Well, of course, Tampa's got too many wide receivers. Brady's got too many miles to feed as it is. Three possible number one receivers that then you throw in uh, Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, those guys uh, with the running back core not going to happen uh well you want to say well close to home with um lsu i don't know if he wants trevor simeon or uh the other guy there that throws all the gadget plays throwing him the football he says i want to go to contender so it looks like the the only reasonable place to go would be green bay and the fact that he's prioritizing according to this report Green Bay, he meaning Odell Beckham knows for a fact that Devontae Adams is the number one guy. All Matrix, these guys have uh access to the internet. That Don Devontae Adams, as of today, is considered the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now, if the Rams had just cut, Pickles touches the Rams, Rams have just cut at his um at his request, to Sean uh, Jackson, that would be idiotic for the Rams to do. Uh, if the Rams sign Odell Beckham, that would be the final nail in their coffin for this to be a tremendously, a tremendously uh, 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 disappointing season. Because he's a much bigger personality, I think that would be the same issue. And mind you, guys, when uh, Calvin Johnson retired, Uh, Stafford's numbers got better. Beckham, now I'll say this. uh, Baker Mayfield looked, you know, 15, uh, I think had eight different receivers. He only completed 14 passes. Chubb ran great. That's a big win for Cleveland. But he needs to be with a guy like an Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers will tell him what to do. Where to go, he respects Rodgers, Rodgers resp- respects him. And I think the fact that Devontae Adams is recruiting Odell Beckham, there's a mutual respect there between Adams and him. I, in the last place, I know some people talking about Lamar Jackson. Some of the Ravens were talking about it. Uh, Jackson's not that consistent a player. He's going to have just the same amount of problem with Lamar there. Uh, you look at Seattle – that's not their biggest problem either. Their problem is the cornerback position. Their, quarter, their problem is uh, pass rush in a sense. Uh, they've gotten better against the run, but they have bad coverage. Uh, I like the, the two broad receivers they have there. Two is company, three is a crowd. But Alan Lazard and Valdez Scanlon, who are both back with Green Bay, those guys are consistently inconsistent. Uh, he would be an ideal fit there for Green Bay in the last sendoff. Now I'm somebody that's betted The futures, I would much rather see Tampa make it, but this will keep the the season interesting for Green Bay. This will be very interesting. I think he'll sign my Green Bay and they will take over the rest of his contract. He's already said that he does not want to go to a non contender. So that that's why he hasn't been claimed. I think it, I want to say it goes through the whole waiver order, but either way, I suppose I think he's gonna be free. I think he's gonna probably sign with Green Bay. And, and uh that would be fine with me. But anyways, okay. You know, I have to take I have to start off going, going to Tennessee, LA. Tennessee LA Rams. Uh this was billed as their first big primetime game. Uh, their biggest game in SoFi Stadium was the um, the Tampa game about a month ago, three or four weeks ago. And that, that's where the Rams got big win there. Tampa had their first loss. This was billed as the big primetime game. Uh, Paris Hilton, uh, the NBC was showing pictures uh, of Paris Hilton, at the, at the game, I'm sure there's other big stars there. Uh, the Rams were 7-1. and one. Uh, Beautiful coloring. Very exotic. Joy Taylor is on the – Colin Cowherd, the brother of uh, Jason Taylor, uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, defensive end. She, she was at the game. She said it looked like a palace in there. Uh, you know, just a marvelous-looking stadium. And Tennessee without Derrick Henry uh, coming off emotional games. I thought Tennessee would lose that game. Uh, Big game against the Colts prior to that. Had to come down 14-0. Then the Kansas City Chiefs game. Before that, you play Buffalo Bills, who look like total world beaters. And everybody thought this was a 34-17 type of Rams game. I wasn't going to watch too many games here. Uh, and then <laughs> Tennessee goes in there and totally, totally, uh, uh crashes that wedding. They crashed that party. And with the physicality of the defense, uh, not just the turnovers they got off of sacks, they also got turnovers. Um, uh, what will cause the interceptions? Uh, one of them I thought was a pressure interception with, with guys like Jeffrey Simmons. The other I thought that was more of a, a coverage uh, a coverage interception. Kevin Byer, the safety for tennis, uh, he got an interception the other day and scored. I, want, I don't know if he was one of the players that got the pick six here, but I was reading that he's got the highest safety rating in the league right now. So, which means he's playing at a all-pro level. Kevin Byard, safety from Tennessee. This team is under Mike Vrabel in primetime games since he has came over. Uh, they are seven and two. He is a big game coach. He's a. Uh, Big game, Bob. That—that's what I think people used to call Bob Stoops. That out as a sarcasm, but Vrabel is a prime-time coach now. Of course, I know that nickname was taken by Deion Sanders, but Mike Vrabel is tremendous amount of uh, respect that he's starting to get around the league. Uh, huge, huge win for Tennessee. Now they go up to first place. I skipped. I skipped my big opening here. Now, I had, to, I had to jump to that Beckham story right off the bat, and I wanted to talk, you know, give kudos to the Tennessee Titans, Mike Vrabel, for for not being intimidating, being aggressive in life, and, and being aggressive on the football field uh, when the, uh, Tennessee on the goal line going for a naked bootleg out of. Uh, out of uh, Ryan Tannehill on fourth and goal, and I'm sitting there saying, "You're up 14 to three. Go ahead and take the three points." Uh, Tennessee wasn't having that. Uh, Tannehill sells the fake, runs, uh, bootlegs it to the other side of the field for a touchdown. Uh, if the playoffs were today, I would pick Tennessee to go out of the AFC. Now, of course, we're <laughs> we still have a lot. As all of you Tennessee fans. We still have so much more football to go. That was nine games. You have eight more games to play. Anything can happen. But that was a huge win. Again, seven and two in primetime games. Primetime Mike Vrabel is what I'm calling him, man. Uh, Primetime coach. So anyways, uh, as you guys see in part of my title, any given Sunday, uh, my dad blames it on the time change. We fell back an hour. Well, I'll tell you what. I had some sleep problems Sunday, and I was tired all day Monday. I was so gassed up on the games of drink so much coffee Sunday. Woke up really early Sunday to do the Mac and Jack show. We had the time change. I went to church, did all this stuff, dead tired. So we had so many upsets in, in the league and i I'm, I'm trying to get the numbers on here uh to uh, get a title for okay okay 7 underdogs one uh seven there, there were double digit underdogs 10 by uh, denver over dallas dallas wasn't ready to play total just uh, you know in football you see a team play over their head one week they beat a team. I thought that Minnesota coming in should have beat Cooper Rush at home. And they put their guard down against a team who trades away uh, a big asset uh, in the past, Avon Miller, and they lose the game. I guarantee you, these guys, Dallas is going to play great next week. And Tennessee humiliating the Rams. Their next game, they're going to come rough shot next week. I guarantee you that. And Buffalo, I think they play the New York Jets. They're going to come play rough shot next week. Losing like that. Okay, Buffalo. Same problem I said in the playoffs last year with Josh Allen, with this running game, with the lack of running game. If you're not Lamar Jackson and running that system, that they run in Baltimore, where he is rushing, rushed for another 100 yards last week against Minnesota. Then you got a problem, and that problem is Buffalo right now. Uh, Josh Allen, 50 yards rushing, Zach Moss gets hurt. He's out of the game, 16 yards rushing from Devin Singletary, okay? Okay. We're in the middle of the season. This team statistically had the best offense and the best defense in the NFL. Now, that number's probably went down after losing to Jacksonville 9-6. to But you go back in the Miami game, very slow start there in the first half, only three points. Then you look at the second half, they finally take off. Uh, You know, I, I said the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. They still have to develop their short game. You still have to take the check downs. Uh, You still have to run the football, even when it's not. You have to force it sometimes and and, and keep getting that groove. It's something you have to practice, just like anything else. Um, These teams aren't doing that. Kansas City getting a little bit better at it, but we saw what the lack of offensive uh, explosion for them. We're seeing it with Buffalo. And Brian DeBall went from a coach, uh, an offensive coordinator, uh, a big, hot, uh, up-and-coming coordinator who's going to be a great uh, uh, head coach somewhere to a guy that, Maybe that the team needs a look at, maybe we should change out this guy. Because, well, for one thing, Pittsburgh's moved on to Matt Canada. They have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, they have a very young offensive line. Najee Harris, 60, 80, 120-something yards a game. They're getting him the ball, okay? Uh, this team has got to run the football. Darryl Williams... With Singletary, if you could get a healthy Moss, uh, I don't care if you have to do shovel passes. They are screening the ball more to Singletary, but they're doing that late in game when the game seems to be getting out of control. Josh Allen, two interceptions, multiple sacks. He's got to check that ball down. Uh, same thing with Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is getting a little bit better over the last few weeks. Now, you know, mind you, they did play uh, the Giants, they did play uh, the Packers without Jordan Love, and the Packers defensively still held their own. This Packer team's tough. and But it is two games back-to-back with Kansas City. If you're a Kansas City fan, something to hold your hat on, that you've got Frank Clark and Chris Jones back together again consistently on the defensive line. Offensively, they've got to keep running the football uh, you've got to take this pressure off of Mahomes. And the same thing with Allen. Both of these are the same problems. These guys have big arms, always wanting to go for the 25-yard big play down the field. I'm watching that Jacksonville game. I've got fantasy players everywhere. Stephon Diggs with, uh, with Buffalo. And I'm watching Allen look, 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 throw. And then he's getting sacked by Josh Allen. The guy with the same name. Media made a big deal out of that. It's kind of stupid. But, yeah, congratulations, Josh Allen, the defensive end from Kentucky, uh, sacks the uh, Josh Allen from, from Buffalo. But I'm thinking, why don't you check that ball down? What they're, it's, it's, it's two single high safeties. They're playing zone. This is what I've been reading. And both of these quarterbacks can get put in the same position. And, and, and the head coach and, and, and the offensive coordinator said, listen, man, you've got to check this down. We've got to utilize our tight ends. We have to do screens, uh, shovel passes, uh, jet sweeps, uh, do anything to run this football to keep that defense honest, to get those safeties to, uh, to, to pull up a little bit and respect that running game, and then you can do off-play action what you do. A guy like Josh Allen or a um, Patrick Mahomes will be perfect here in Tennessee because Tennessee's very physical, getting a lot of push. Devontae Foreman, even Adrian Peterson scored a touchdown. So that's something you have to do, and, and, and that's the growing maturation process of a quarterback here in the NFL. You're starting to see teams figure out uh, Josh Allen. They're figuring out Mahomes. uh, uh Herberts. Herbert is kind of getting into a slump. Now, they did beat, uh, it was a tough physical game against Philadelphia, but Josh Herbert, the same thing. So that's something they have to work on, these talented players. I think they'll work their way through it. I don't think Kansas City is going to be great, uh, but they are tied for first now, I want to say, with the Raiders. And, of course, the Chargers have the tiebreaker. They are currently leading the AFC West. But I don't think these teams are gonna fall apart. But uh maybe Jack I mean Kansas City more than Buffalo. I still think Buffalo will win the AFC East. I said that about uh now New England playing really well, predicted they would they would win that game and you know they're they're going on a little bit of tear. And again, going back to Odell Beckham, don't don't pick up Odell Beckham. You don't want to pick out Odell Beckham with the rookie quarterback. Uh, you just don't want to do that. That'll mess up their chemistry right now. But, so we'll see how that plays out. Okay, now, all right, uh, two weeks in a row, 49ers, again, with the hot coach. Now's this coach in the hot seat with Cal Shanahan. Cal Shanahan going through, uh, changeover in coordinators. That's a part of his success, changeover and quarterback. He's not used to adapting to change. Uh, He brings in D'Amico Ryan. So went back and looked at him, the defensive coordinator. Great linebacker, not a lot of experience as a head coach. Really good player out of Alabama, played with Houston. Good nose for the football. Arizona, very fast team with Colt McCoy without – Kyler uh, Murray, nor DeAndre Hopkins, all their plays look very uh, gimmicky. But I said the same thing about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Raven offense. But this Arizona team looks so gimmicky. You put a guy with that personnel, Fred Miller or whoever, uh, and uh, Joey Bosa and that bunch, that uh, that defensive line, they would not, I assure you, they would not, with the backup quarterback, have scored 34 uh, points like that on the road against a team who needed desperately needed that game. D'Amico Ryans has not got it figured out. And I noticed that Colin Cowher, he beat me to the punch. He said, there's not even players in the screen. There's not even defenders in the screen when James Connors running the football. And it was just basic, just giving him the ball out of the shotgun. Now Chase Edmonds is hurt with a high ankle sprain. But I, I just cannot write this uh team off in Arizona. You know, they're playing that good of football. But the flip side is Cal Shanahan is he's not doing really well whatsoever uh he he's he's looking more like a I want to say he's like 9 and 2 uh 2 and 9 towards his last a uh, few games here, but I'll say this: with with these schemes that they're running, he he's got to make a change. He's one of those millennials. He he's got to make a change at that defensive coordinator position. Uh, he he's got a he's got to uh, tweak this offense. Uh, there's he's got his work cut out for him. I'll say that. Now I wouldn't fire the guy. But he's going to have to make some changes on that staff. He may have to start uh, uh, cutting some players. This is stuff that that Dallas had to deal with last year when their defenses really started to take a big plummet. You know, uh, I noticed they started cutting players and moving people around, and they got better last year. And, of course, they're about better this year. I mean, it's a crappy game yesterday. But it's something that they really have to look into And I do think that. Let's see if I have any stats on here. I thought I did, but maybe I didn't. I have so many different notes. Yeah. Okay. The 49ers are 9 and 15 since losing the Super Bowl. Cal Shanahan doesn't seem like a hot seat, great young, hot shot, great young coach anymore. Do you know who never let this happen? And. That this guy, his name is Michael Hurley. I think he's he's a reporter out of San Francisco. He says, Jim Tomsula, uh 49ers head coach, best winning percentage. Uh he's behind guys like George Seifert, Jim Tom Sula, Bill Walsh, Jim Harbaugh. He's behind all those guys. He's two and nine. Uh, nine and fifteen since since losing that Super Bowl. So he he he's got to make that he's got to make that change, or the the organization may 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 look to change him. Now again, give him one year with Trey Lance after this year flushes through. I don't think they're going to do anything this year, and I think that he will be on the hot seat next year. I really do. Now, like I said, I wouldn't fire him this year, but I would see how he handles this. He's gonna have to move some coaches around, he's got them do some confrontation stuff, pickles. Okay. Uh, speaking of chaos, the raiders. I tell you what, this raider team, man, they have had a streak of bad luck, pickles, and they had to cut this. Was Monday, yesterday. Damien Arnett. Really good player. Starting to merge, but it's a series of off-the-field issues. He threatened a guy with a gun on a live video stream, and he's having the guns physically in his hand. Uh, he was also another first-round pick from the 2020 draft. He got cut this week. Henry Ruggs was cut uh, last week with the uh, the, the horrific incident. With, with with that he did with with the um, the vehicle uh, the DUI charge and 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 the lady dying in the in the car wreck. So spot track spot track tweets out that Henry Ruggs was released from from the 2020 draft. Damon Arnett released. Lynn Bolden Jr. their third round pick. He was traded. Uh, Tanner Muse the third round pick. He was waived. Uh, Now, I will say this, Brian Edwards is a starting wide receiver, and um, Amik Robertson is a backup cornerback. They're falling apart. They're starting to look like the Raider team before Derek Carr was drafted, uh, before John Gruden was brought in there, even the coach before him was brought in there. Uh, I'll say this. Derek Carr is a tremendous leader. Uh, deep guy of faith. Quite frankly, if he, I looked at his contract, it's making like 19.5. They've got him for a bargain. He's got one more year left. Perfect. If I'm his friend, his wife, uh, his agent, I say, listen, let's see who they hire after the season. Maybe they bring in Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, maybe Michigan goes, maybe they bring in Dan Mullen, who said last week, and by the way, I've got a little note on Dan Mullen, said last week that he would take a pro job if offered. He's really good for quarterbacks. That's the head coach of the uh, Florida, uh, Florida Gators college. But if he brings in some unknown coordinator... Uh, another Sean McVay assistant, another Cal Shanahan assistant. I play that year out if I'm Derek Carr, who, before all this went down, was having a MVP-like season. He was up there with the odds. Hold on, guys. So Derek Carr was up there with Kyler Murray for MVP, with Tom Brady for MVP. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Mayock, Mike Mayock, John Gruden. Before everything went down, and I was, uh, I said, yeah, possibly if this team falls off like they have been the last few years at the second half of each season, uh, Mike Mayock would have been the sacrificial lamb for the Raiders. Now that all this stuff happened with Gruden, uh, pretty much for it looks like Mark Davis was forced to fire Gruden. For Scruton out, uh, Mayock. He may be the he may be the guy that gets fired, and then then the Davis has to go out and hire another GM, and the GM has got to go hire the coach. That depends. Mayock had a percentage. This was so stupid. I read this the other day about the Raiders. He had like forty eight percent player personnel, and then I was like forty nine point five percent player personnel for. For uh, John Gruden and somebody else had the rest of it. I don't know if it was Mark or whatever, but I thought that's so stupid. You have your general managers bring in your players, your coaches coach your play. You, you're the coach and general manager, and and the scouting department, they're all supposed to have these meetings. And 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 John's like, whoever coach coaches, they say, well, you know, I need an inside linebacker, I need a left tackle. Uh, 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 We need help at running back in later rounds. Uh, uh, Coach, what's your highest need? Uh, We'll give me the most talented uh, offensive lineman, guard, or defensive lineman, uh, defensive tackle, defensive end you can find in the first round. Okay? That's how I see that working. They don't say, well, I've been watching all this film on this guy from Oklahoma, and I want you guys to pick them. No, the coaches should not do that. Because you have scouts all over the country. The guy from Nobody State University, maybe 10 times better. Somebody from Troy University, right? Buffalo, Cleo Mack University, not the uh, Bills. Somebody like that. Bring those guys in, not the guy from the big SEC school. Sometimes that's not the best player for the position. Okay. So the Raiders are looking like the Raiders. They're looking like a total mess. And again, 32 years old next year, Derek Carr, still very young. Look at how some of these players are playing in their mid to late 30s. I tell him, play out next year, and then you make a decision where you want just want to move on or not. He is such a great leader. He has handled this with such care and, and leadership. Uh, he went through the the tough times with there with what with, with John Gruden. He went through the move from Oakland now to Vegas. He's dealt with the other coaches. Uh, he, he is a tremendous leader. Uh, Carr will have a job in this league, he would look great with Washington football team. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Timber would love to have John, uh, uh, Derek Carr right now, you know, the, the, uh, there's only a few years difference. Atlanta would love to have Derek. Arizona, not Arizona, Carolina, by the way, uh, looks like that Sam Darnold's not even going to play next week. They've got some guy named uh, P.J. Walker will be starting there. Uh, so Dan Dan Hawks says uh, New England. I talked about New England earlier, Dan. Uh, I do not think that he would be good with Matt Jones. I think Matt uh, Mac Jones is, is playing really well right now. He seems to get better and better. He's not turning the ball over as much as he was early on. Uh, Belichick doesn't want to uh, bring in a guy with that complex system. That sounds like Chad Johnson, 2.0. I have to disagree with that. Uh, I think he would be really good with a um, – really good with the Green Bay Packers I, I really do think that would be the best fit maybe maybe Pittsburgh but I really think the Green Bay would be that uh that type of that type of fit guys so anywho the Raiders are a mess uh Cal Shanahan you know is what it is Arizona Okay, uh, let's talk about the winners. James Conner, 160 all-purpose yards look to kind of be a wash with, with Pittsburgh. They let him walk. Uh, he comes in, a uh, lot of misdirection. Like I was saying earlier, Arizona looks like the best team in the NFL at times. They look unstoppable. But now you have Kyler Murray dealing with this ankle injury. But I have to say this: they look like a bunch of pieces that seem to fit in an in a, in a, uh, unorthodox type of system. You got an unorthodox type of quarterback, a five-foot-nine Kyler Murray. But I have to give credit to this guy, Steve Kim. He's been there since Pickles, 2013. Think about everything this team has done since then. You know. They've been to NFC Championship game with Palmer and Bruce Arians. Since then, they have uh, they drafted a, a first round quarterback that did not work. Josh Rosen moved off of him one year later. Took this guy was a fired coach out of Texas Tech and Cliff Kingsbury, and then turn around and draft Kyler Murray. And he makes all these moves with. Uh, guys like Chandler Jones Nissan, JJ Watt, but DeAndre Hopkins uh James Conner, chase Edmonds uh AJ uh, Sims uh Simmons the guy from Clemson the defense Buddha Baker uh this guy's like GM of the year man Steve Kim uh is, is really holding it down there for for this team they're eight and one uh, they're eight and one and they look so easy. And, and predictable, but you can't stop it, you know. Fumble field goal, yeah. Well, Dan, I uh, I see what you're saying, and plus, you Dan says he needs a winning team. New England is one fumble away from his six. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and maybe going for it on fourth down against Tampa, getting a closer field goal. Nick Folk can hit it in there. Uh, I just don't think these wide receivers. These new wide receivers, uh, they just don't – if you guys look at the history of New England bringing in receivers, other than Randy Moss and Wes Welker, they just don't fit. These big-name guys, uh, I want, didn't they have Brandon Cooks at one time, I want to say? Uh, they just don't fit that complex system. It's very rare that they ever do. And Dustin says Bay, yeah, Seattle – uh, Seattle needs more defense you know I, I just don't see that now Seattle might do it Seattle might do it they've got they've got a great slot and they've got a true number one there with DK Metcalf. so I just don't see it with Seattle I think Green Bay is really the only choice if you ask me uh if he's he's going to go to a winner uh and I think it will fit with the with the quarterback the termination will not be a factor okay other news and notes for the day, we talked about Buffalo, the playoffs. If the playoffs were today, they are not, but if the playoffs were, by the way, uh, Packers fined $300,000, this was in the news, for COVID violations of the NFL and NFL Players Association protocols by Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard each were fined $14,650. Okay. Uh, Again, you could say Aaron Rodgers lied. He played word games. I think that Aaron Rodgers, he did what he did because we're seeing what's happening now. You got guys like Terry Bradshaw calling out Rodgers, even though we know that most players did not want to get this vaccine. Uh you got guys like Howard uh, Stern. Uh he, he's even putting his two cents in that Aaron Rodgers should should be cut from the team. And and you know, Aaron Rodgers says, Well, now I feel like I, I don't have that many friends. It's that people are backfiring on me, and this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, Yeah, and there's a lot of players behind the scenes are quietly thinking Aaron Rodgers saying what he said, you know, and kudos to State Farm for not uh, cutting ties. There's some uh, health group, they cut ties with him, but State Farm Insurance, kudos for that. You know, the guy did not want to get the vaccine. He wants to have kids someday, and he's concerned about that. He's He was allergic to two of the other ones. I mean, it's just... You know, either way, the NFL, uh, they don't care about these players' health. If they cared about these players' health, they wouldn't be playing 17 games. And then Tom Brady says it's a terrible idea to play 17 games in NFL. He said it is a, 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 a atrocity uh, 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 from uh, for the NFL to play 17 games. But the NFL wants to look good. You know, every time Pickles, I turn on the TV, whether it's sports, it's sports talk. And I talked to you guys about this last week. The Henry Rugg story, Colin Cowherd, the ESPN show, Get Up, they they act like it never happened. I mean, Colin Cowherd has a new section, Pickles, a three-segment news state. This girl talks about news each hour. Joy Taylor, a woman, whatever. Not one time since Tuesday night after that happened have they even mentioned that Henry Ruggs uh, was charged with DUI in a really awful wreck where a woman was killed, burned up in her dog. They didn't even mention it in their news section. So when I turn on people's opinions about Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what to believe anymore, you know. As far as what Bradshaw has to say, he's such a company guy, isn't he? And 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 uh, you know, I, and I understand. and He says I'm not, a, and I'm not anti. You guys, for some of you, maybe new to this, but I'm not an anti-vaxer. You know, but the the fact that they didn't even mention a Harry the Henry Ruggs thing, and they're not even mentioning the fact of what Rodgers is concerned about, other than he's a bad teammate. He's a bad teammate. Yeah, Cal Heard was, was – and Cal Heard talks about stuff like that, and 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 uh, he's very judgmental. And I wanted to say, you know, Colin, it was only about five years ago, Colin Cal Heard, uh, that you said some comments about Hispanic baseball players that got you out of the door earlier than your two weeks, and there were some second thoughts there about going to Fox uh, you had you, he was involved in and in, in, in some uh, uh, controversy as well it didn't look good for him but these people are really judgmental and just it's so predictable and so fake and inauthentic you know but anyways I'm glad that that uh, again this guy's gonna be back I think he'll have two or three series It'll look rusty if he comes back Saturday, and then I think they'll play well, and I think they'll beat Seattle coming up this week. Uh, Russell Wilson's supposed to be back. I do not think Beckham would be a good fit there. I just don't think that he would be a good fit with Seattle. Uh, it, it just seems like Green Bay would be the best one. Bouncing around, folks. Bouncing around. Okay. Um. Again, I said that San Francisco... They need uh, – they're going to have to do something about Domenico Ryan not getting it done defensively. They're going to have to tweak their offense, a lot of tweaking to do. Uh, Cal Shanahan next year will be on the hot seat, I think, because of his record I just read. Uh, my point is either you hire the right coordinator or, or you build up a system and a program – that uh, is so interchangeable that, like uh, Nick Saban says, if you're hiring from outside or within, you want to have your coaches to do what you do. In other words, you don't bring your system to me. We want you to coach at what we coach. And that is apparently what Mike Rable is doing. I, 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 I missed this when I talked about the Tennessee thing earlier. But uh, in Rappaport from the NFL Network says eyes were open when Tennessee Titan coach Mike Vrabel hired an in-house offensive coordinator, and I, I was a critic of that. That worked out. Same reaction when he hired an in-house defensive coordinator. Appears to be Shane Bolden. Uh, I criticized them. Yeah, at the very beginning of the season, I said that this is this looks unexcusable. Uh, they were one of the last teams at pass rush. In the NFL in 2020, going back to 2021, this is CBS puts these statistics out here, and and Rappaport made that comment. This year, the Titans sack count from 2020 through 16 games was 19th. It was 30th in the NFL with the worst pass rushes. This year, through nine games, they've already got 23 sacks, Pickles, and they're what seven and two through nine games. They're tied for sixth in the NFL, top 10. Tennessee looks like a completely different team on defense. So uh, Tennessee and and Arizona are the two top seeds here, folks. If the playoffs start today, and I'm trying to find this right now. I've got so much other garbage here. Okay. Okay. Adam Schefter puts this out. At midway point in NFL, here would be a look at wild card weekend and where the seedings would be. Uh, Tennessee and Arizona, they're the 2-1 seeds. They're playing the best football right now. Uh, they would get the bye week. The Patriots would play at the Ravens. Who do you got there? Uh, what the Ravens do is very gimmicky. As good as Lamar Jackson's played this year. By the way, he's probably an MVP favorite right now. They keep winning. This guy is going to be right there. This is this is more impressive than his second year in the league, in my opinion, because people already have a read on what he wants to do. But I would take the Patriots there if the playoffs started today. Uh, Pittsburgh at the Chargers. The problem with LA, their run defense. Philadelphia ran and ran and ran and they almost beat them. Almost. I will take Pittsburgh there. Raiders at the Bills. Uh, Raiders are falling apart. I, Bills, I think they would get it together and winning. And then you've got Falcons at the pa- Packers. That would be a rough shot. Packers. Saints at the Bucks. That would be interesting. That's why the, the Bucks got to get it together. That would be interesting game. I think the uh, Bucks, Bucks would probably pull it out, but who knows? Uh you, we see how well the, uh, New Orleans matches up against, and then Rams-Cowboys, that would be a wild shootout. That would be wild card weekend. That would be wild card weekend. So anywho, college game. Going back to Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen may be a job candidate for the Raiders. Rick Neuheisel said on a radio show last week that the Florida coach would listen to NFL offers. Uh, This team gave up over 30 points uh, to South Carolina. Uh, He's had – this is another – how many losses is that? Four now. Four or five losses for Florida. And Brett Murphy put out that Florida officially announces they fired their defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham, their running game coordinator, offensive line coach, and linebacker. their linebacker coach, Christian Robertson, will assume defensive play calling duties. Uh, this It's not looking good. I think it's 50-50. I think it's 50-50. Dan Mullen, they give him one more year. Uh, probably not. A lot of coaches try to save their own jobs, start firing coordinators and stuff, but he makes some comments about he. did uh, he don't look at recruiting. So after the season, you're supposed to recruit 24, 365. That's part of the job, and 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 being there, I was like I said you, you guys before and, and and repeatedly that Georgia's killing them in recruiting, and they're closer to a lot of the big names. So uh, again, one step closer to Florida. Also, a really good job looking for a head coach. It's a, it's a pressure cooker because you gotta beat Florida. Uh, I mean, you gotta beat Georgia. You gotta beat Florida State. They got Florida State coming up in a few weeks. Florida State's playing a lot better. Well, under uh Mike uh Norvell. And then of course, obviously you gotta challenge Alabama. That's three right there. And forget about Kentucky and Tennessee. That's a given. And they did lose to Kentucky this year. So it's, you know, anyways, uh, Scott Frost, now he, he's got one more year. Nebraska's football team will likely finish three and nine. Uh, the Scooter school decided to keep this, a sporting news decides to keep Scott Frost on the s- staff last season, but considered losing records. So now he's going to have to do the same thing, going to be firing some people, He's got one more year. Frost does. Uh, Nebraska, yeah, maybe you're simply not the program you used to be. But I don't want to go that far because look at look at Notre Dame. Look at Notre Dame. Yeah, Brian Kelly there. Very much more difficult uh, standards in Notre Dame. So I still think you can win at Nebraska but it's not as easy as a Miami job which their, their coach could be under fire too and of course and of course the Florida job but you've got LSU open uh it's going to be interesting to see my guess is he probably don't make it in that class next year but we shall see But those are some big jobs. I mean, again, if I had to rank it, I would probably put LSU slightly ahead of Florida from from where they are from a talent perspective and everything. They beat Florida this year. But as far as recruiting base, I I think Florida's a better. I don't know. So going through all my news and notes, folks. Uh, like I said, guys, I did not get everything I wanted to get today. And uh, keep an eye out for this Celtics interested in Ben Simmons. I'll say this: Ben Simmons, Philadelphia, uh, Daryl Morey is a guy who wants the best of the best of the best. And at the end of the day, he has to pull the trigger. And I think they're going. Excuse me. They're going. They're going to trade Simmons. But it's just a matter of time and to who. It seems like the Celtics always seem to get uh, the bargains. Now, of course, their head coach now, that used to be their head coach, is now the the, the general manager. And, and now they're interested. There's a report that they're interested in, in Ben Simmons. Now, I think they're going to get him. They'll probably get him for a bargain. Uh, I think this will probably go till February, right at the trade deadline. Uh and we'll see how it goes. The guy has scoring issues. I would much rather him go out and play out west. I think maybe work out something with Portland, somebody like that. But that doesn't seem to be the uh I I, I think that he would be good in that system there in in Boston. And Philadelphia is rolling right now, you know? So, uh that that's something to keep your mind keeping on again, Daryl Morey shoot for the moon, take a stars, man. Get, get rid of this guy. And plus, a change can do him good as well. So anyways, you guys like the show. Share the show. I'll be back on around uh, 9 p.m. Central Time, halftime of the Thursday night football game. I'll get into a few of the games here, whatever. Maybe Odell Beckham. Excuse me. I'm still still tired. I'm getting used to this time change here. But, uh Yeah, if you guys like the show, share the show. If not, uh, again, I will be back here on the uh, program around 9 p.m. Central Time, close to halftime of the Thursday game. If you want to contribute to the show, uh, go to the Z-E-L-L-E app, and that is sportsscope at gmail.com. The word sports, the word scope, two S's, gmail.com if you want to contribute to the program. Again, have a good night, everybody. I'll see you around Thursday here on Sports Scope. Oh. Thank you, Kathy. Yep. Thank you, podcast.